0: The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S
1: dot
2: This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by our friends at Statosphere Merch. Use our coupon code TERROR for 15% off your order at StatosphereMerch.com. Welcome to episode 68 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast about things scary. I'm your host Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Big Dick Scott. Corey, how That's are
0: you? Re- that sounds like I've got like nine names. I, I don't even think it, it's in, implied anything about my anatomy. It's just like <laughs> Big Dick Scott. He's just a he, big trucker driving down the highway. God, if
2: you go on a <laughs> serial killer rampage, can you be the Big Dick Scott killer? I you, So I'd you have, have to, to find murder a lot of guys named Scott. You have to for murder. Apple. Yes, you have to murder Scotts with big dicks. It's a motherfucker only wants to kill
0: Scottish people.
2: Well, anyway, because at least if it. they're wearing
0: kilts, it'll make it easier for me to determine. Sir,
3: can I take a time. look at
2: your penis real quick? That'll I was do.
0: Say, how do you find out if it's a
3: the right kind of scot? If you know what I
2: mean? You, you, oh, they volunteer.
3: They're
0: like vegans. They're just excited to share the information. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I got a huge. T- <laughs>
0: Also, I don't eat gluten. Uh, don't just, eat- I just can't.
2: <laughs> I live a gluten-free, fat dick lifestyle.
0: <laughs> I don't want to shit when I'm wearing a kilt because there's nothing to stop it. <laughs>
2: boy. For more on this podcast, including show notes, content <laughs> information, subscription links, you can go to gncast.com. You can see how it's on our Slack channel during our shows at gncast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to our newsletter as well. Uh, we spoil things. We're going to spoil Krampus this week. If you haven't seen it, you can go to if you're listening to this there's a show page there's a link you can buy it through Amazon we get part of that money it's christmas give us your money um, it, it, you
0: don't actually give us money i mean it's amazing how that works you don't notice the difference uh you're just buying it from amazon and amazon's like hey these guys reference the the thing so we're going to give them a little slice but it never affects what you're buying so it, it, you
2: yeah it's like it's like eating pie at christmas but it doesn't make you fatter
0: yeah, it's it's like it's like the uh, the fucking human centipede. It's like you're eating the pie, and then we're just getting pie shit coming out of you. We're like second or third in line. I want to be oh. I want to be third.
2: Corey has gone.
3: It's like if your name was Scott and you had a yeah. small dick, then you really nothing's
2: gonna happen. You're to not, you not gonna die. You're yeah. yeah. Big you dick Scott Killer pie will pie Scott not Scott kill
0: you. you. You ain't my
2: type, by the way. Oh yeah. Um. Corey wants us to point out that we have potty mouths. <laughs> welcome to the show <laughs> i should start putting that at the beginning like warning we swear and before we talk about dicks uh, anyways joining us this week to talk about dicks returning for a sexy second helping <laughs> our good friend and the man who makes throat sounds for our band drawn Lifeguard, nathan forsey nate how are you
3: i'm good and uh rounds and breakdowns that's true my podcast too
2: it's true it's gonna be coming back
3: it is I'll make that it's, shit happen. With a couple new people,
2: because Matt doesn't like fist fighting anymore. I fucking hate fist fighting. I'm all about flowers and living a gluten-free lifestyle. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed, but I don't eat gluten anymore. Do you wear kilts? I had one, and then I got fat. It didn't fit I, I, anymore.
0: I've had one since I've been fat, so it, it kind of worked out.
2: My parents like, actually got me one from Ireland when I was a kid. So I also like went through puberty and got fat. So was Rich like, kid problems. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think like they're that expensive, so.
3: Yeah, but your parents went to Ireland when you were a kid. That's true. My parents went to West
2: Dallas. I'm sure my parents went to West Dallas too. Just, Driving
3: through to get to Brookfield.
2: <laughs> if you're not nobody from Wisconsin, says, yeah, yeah. yeah if you're not from Wisconsin, you don't get this. Um, Brookfield's pretty close to White Bread Bay or Whitefish mm. Bay. They're all rich suburbs. of Speaking of being fat, I forgot to point out that I'm eating a Neapolitan or I'm drinking a Neapolitan ice cream <laughs> beer. <laughs> Yeah. You've been into those lately. That's the second show in a row, I think, where you've been drinking one of those. Probably. They're so good. Tastes like ice cream. I get drunk. Who makes that? It's uh, from Michigan.
3: Is that yeah. one of your indie beers? Your, um, I listen to Taking Back Sunday and Drink Beer
2: yeah. kind of beers. Fuck yeah, man. Gotcha. Saga Tuck Brewing Cup. That just sounds like a dirty phrase right there.
3: Yeah. I don't think you said it right. I don't know how it's said, but I don't think that's how
2: it is. Sagatuck. Saga <laughs> <laughs> Tuck it's uh you're not trying French. to say
0: saginaw are you
3: no <laughs> that- I,
2: know, I fucking know how to I, I hate you so much right now, you know how to say saginaw you son of a bitch it's a city it's a city in michigan corey you should know this
0: yeah because that's what i do is i just fucking travel around the mitt in a place that i haven't lived at for half my life but yeah sure
2: oh it is okay <laughs> it is it is in the mainland it's just south of holland north of south haven oh i do know holland Okay, I just got lucky being the first name that popped up on Google. Yeah, I don't know whatever it's a good beer. I'll try and remember to bring you one. It's Thanks. Pretty new. And you can make fun of me for liking it because you drink Guinness. Coors, or he can human centipede too. You could <laughs> You just pour a little bit in my butthole and then you gotta suck <laughs> it out. You know that's called fel- well, there's a thing called felching where if you do you blow it in a guy's butthole and then you suck it out with a straw. That's a real thing. Don't
0: Google it. I didn't it. know about
2: the straw, but I've I've definitely heard a phrase before. Well, it's difficult you know, to get a real good suction church. on mouth to butthole to, like, extract all of that sweet, sweet jizz. <laughs> Maybe <So>. for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Corey. So that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just lost Nate. <laughs> oh, no, God. No, no. Well,
3: well, i friends back. with Matt for way too long <laughs> <laughs> to not expect this sort, sort, type of behavior.
2: Ah, uh, Corey really sometimes brings out the worst in me. But the worst in like, me. The worst best oh, of God. me. <laughs> Yes.
0: By the way, I have friends uh, from the Slumber Party podcast group that I'm in on Facebook. Amazing people in that group. And somebody asked recently if anybody in the group themselves does podcasts. And so there are some people who might be now listening to the show for the first Good time.
2: Boy. Uh, They're just going to send you really a message sorry. and be like, Corey, why do you know so much about sucking jizz out of a bottle?
0: I, I read a lot.
2: <laughs> i read a lot. Really into dear pet house fan <laughs>
0: Do you
3: honestly think they're still listening by now?
0: I don't know. I mean, they're, they're really cool so. people. Uh, and, and George and Nelly who do slumber party podcasts can get pretty, cr- pretty crazy too. Oh, okay. um, so th- we'll see. I just, I just wanted to say welcome. <laughs>
2: Thanks, I, Kay. I have no friends that listen. Well, I have one friend, but he's on it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, I can't imagine yeah. he's gonna go back and listen to this.
0: <laughs> it's like, Oh, Metro city has no friends. Fuck you. Click. No, it's actually kind of like, yeah, cool. It's like, The gig is up, man.
3: Cat's out of the bag.
0: (laughs) You invited me to New (laughs) Orleans. Who told you, (laughs) Matt? He's like, I don't have to have you on my podcast either anymore. Uh,
2: Fucker in the pussy. Let's get into our (laughs) news before we really... uh, There's not a whole lot, so they're kind of grasping at straws here. But I'm excited. My nipples are hard, maybe because it's kind of cold in here. But uh, The Last of Us Part 2, there was a trailer that was uh, finally released. It looks kind of sexy. I don't know if either of you played the first one.
0: No, I don't have any current-gen gaming systems. I'm still on the PS3 and the Xbox
2: 360. The first one came out on PS3, and then they re-released it on the 4 Remastered. That makes sense. Yeah, so I could have just completely lied to you.
0: No gaming company will ever release a game that they're willing to re-release a second time with enhanced graphics, in quotation marks.
2: I didn't buy the... I wasn't fooled by the remastered version. Nate, I don't think you played it did you
3: you know man i don't play a whole lot of the you know first person type games and, and that kind of stuff um because i guess i'm not a fucking dork but oh, um, if i was I'm
2: just, I'm just that. kidding
3: i'm just kidding <laughs> i did i did no i i actually did watch uh, i just don't have the time man i mean that's I'm true basically,
2: nate is an adult with children
3: yeah <laughs> be, well you know, I still play games, though, man. I, I'm just,
2: but it's it's a, cool a hell of a lot easier, and way. and I play sports games too. But it's a lot easier to sit down and play, you know, a game of football and stop than to sit down and exactly. crack away at, at you know a 12 hour video game story in tiny exactly. chunks. So I, I I get it. I did
3: well, watch. I, mean, I, I did watch the the thing that you said, the sent over the link or whatever for the yeah. um the trailer, mm-hmm. and it was really it was really slick it was i mean it makes me look at some of those games i don't look at a whole lot of them and just be like not to sound like the old guy but like damn man they've really come so far in these kind of games and stuff like that with with how they you know not just graphically but just like how they're put together and everything how elaborate the stories are and everything like that
0: yeah it's the storytelling part that really stands out i mean this kind of i i don't know anything about the gameplay of the game but all i've seen from the scenes of the the first one and from this one it, it reminds me of the Telltale Games uh, company that puts out things that it's kind of like the cinematic features that you get in Final Fantasy, where Final Fantasy, so much of it is just playing through the bullshit parts to get to see the the movie portion of it. Mm. Uh, Jack and Dan were just talking on 90s percentile this week's episode uh, about games like this, where they'll play a game and it it's more fun with their, their girlfriends or their, their wives to like have the game be something that they can watch and then they can kind of play through it. And it's like, they're watching a movie together, except at some points you have to mash buttons. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's cool. My wife would probably be less interested in that and more interested in actually playing the game herself. But she's told me before she can't play games that are scary because they freak her out. She'll, she just, as much as she likes horror movies, she can't be in control in those kinds of situations. Um, So she would probably enjoy me playing this and her being able to watch it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a super fun game. It's by uh, Naughty Dog, who also did Uncharted. So the game style and the gameplay are both really similar, but it's like it's a zombie game, but it's not a zombie game where you run into a room and you try and kill everybody. The point is, is that you don't have shit, because in a real actual zombie apocalypse, you're not going to have shit. So you have to be really choosy about the, the, the zombies that you do kill and the ones that you just kind of move around and get away from. So is this a zombie game? Um, zombie as a loose term, yes. There's infected people, but they're it's like a, a fungal disease, and like their heads fucking open up and stuff. Big plants go, bra like that. Uh, so
0: it's a little Brawr. Silent Hill kind of in the creatures. Yeah,
2: yeah. Huh. But you, be, you play as two people. It's uh, Ellie and Joel. Joel uh, Ellie's a little girl, and Joel's an older man, and you're trying to get away. It's been a long time since I played the game, and uh, that was a lot of beers ago, so I forgot the actual, like, the real details of the story, but yeah there's one part where you're running around with a bow and arrow as a little girl and it was pretty fucking
0: and and right there is is part of the thing that kind of pulls you into it too is that it's a father and daughter and i mean zombie apocalypse is already scary enough but when you're trying to survive it and protect that other person Mm -hmm. who who is your whole world um that makes it that much more important of like what the things that you do you can't just rush out there and and kill things you can't just kind of like freak out and decide i'm just gonna run into the the horde and say fuck it and see what happens it's like there's someone there who's relying on you so it it as, as an emotional connection it seems like it would be pretty cool to play through that
2: yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one i um haven't been able to find like release i have a wife i don't need it um, don't
3: you think, think there's a lot does. of these games they need to start kind of going past the whole everybody's we're the last people left, and there's everyone else is either a zombie, a vampire, a <laughs> uh, sick infected person, or something like this. Though, or, or am I just
2: no, I no, 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 not at all. I, feel I was like a laughing. Lot of games
3: are, are, are are that way nowadays?
2: I was yeah. laughing because of what our next story is about. How you're like, we got to get past that, and the next one's just another story of <laughs> Resident Evil. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um, I agree. See, I also don't like playing a ton of horror games because they scare the shit out of me. Which is their entire point so i guess it's, it's fuck but people are still super balls deep about the whole like zombie apocalypse shit like the walking awesome. dead is still huge as fuck and like i said resident evil 7 which is the next story they put out another trailer um i played the first demo for it it's insane because the graphics are intense and it's a first person instead of third and i don't know it's just creepy fucking shit happening but i don't know it's called biohazard I, like i said it's first person um you get weapons. So you get pistols. They're bringing guns back, which I don't know if some of the middle ones had. A
3: and you play as characters who are the members of the band Biohazard, right?
2: <laughs> you can play as uh, Evan. What's his face? Who bangs that? Evan Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah who was married yeah. to my, one of my favorite porn stars. And then she got one. Um,
0: Probably she's married to the guy from Biohazard. Now yeah. this is the opposite of The Last of Us, though, because this is very extreme characters and over the top weaponry and mm. and stuff where they are armed to the teeth um fighting giant mutated zombie like creatures. I mean I'm going mostly based off of the movies, which got weirder and weirder and strangely I think went towards the game more as they went on. They started introducing other characters who were from the game later in the films. But well five and six were
2: more um they were third person and they were more like get as many guns and kill everything as you can. And I don't think I think seven's going away. It's more puzzle solving and quote unquote resource management. Um, Quick
0: time now, Matt. You and I talk a lot about when we're doing our score system, which is going to alter this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm, uh, little excited. little forewarning there. Um, but when we rate things on the scariness of movies, we have a problem being scared by a lot of these films we watch now. But the tension, because it's a game, amps up, and so I think it it fills that that spot that we can't get from just watching a movie anymore because you're actually involved in it in some way. It makes it not necessarily scary so much, but it it ups the tension so much that it gives you the kind of same effect of getting your heart pumping.
2: Yeah, it's easier when watching a movie to kind of distance yourself. You can separate yourself from what's happening. But a video game, you have to be like balls, paying attention, noticing your surroundings. And I think that's that's awesome, but it's also terrible scares the shit.
3: So do you guys get more scared then by the game than you do by the movies? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, a game, you're you're fully invested in it yeah. and it's not like i can sit there and play a video game and be dicking around on my phone or on my computer at the yep. same time or walking in the other room and grabbing snacks and that's that's or the just thing cover is, your
3: head or cover your face or just right? turn away and just be like this is freaking me out so yeah
0: and and that's why games i think have grabbed the attention more as we we've put the value down on on movies and even tv is that games one they're they're a bigger investment but you are actively a part of it and it's just so easy to just, like, ignore what's going on on your screen otherwise. Because we got too many goddamn screens.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. I was busy checking my phone. <laughs> That's see what I good did there. you. Oh, you fine. can magnify your penis all you want. It's not really. <laughs> I got this really awesome <laughs> dick pic app. No, no, no love for dick <laughs> pic apps. Um, no, talking about games, though, I played, uh, like I said, I did the, the Resident Evil 7 demo. And then there was an Outlast 2 demo. And I was playing that in the middle of the day and screams like something fucking popped out. I don't know what shit got cray. <laughs> so if you want a good time, you can just watch me play video games. And, or
0: I mean, isn't that sort of what Twitch is built on? Twitch and YouTube is a bunch of these gamer people. We're playing these games for people and then it's seeing them freak out that that is causing people to, to tune in more.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for
0: sure.
3: I can't really watch one. I think that for me... The games have never and now granted I don't I, I like I said I haven't played them like you guys have but there's that artificiality to it that kind of keeps me from getting kind of really scared because I constantly know that this is a video game because it's because it's a game you know what I mean
2: I feel like I should uh, I should specify that I'm not like scared like I can't sleep I'm worried something's gonna be scared right it's that, <laughs> I didn't think that. it's it's that like jump scares get me easier because right. I'm so focused on what's happening that when something Jumps out that I'm not expecting. It gets me. Whereas in a movie, like Corey said, you're kind of half paying attention because you're looking at your phone. You're on your computer. Jump scares, Jump scares I can see. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, because you're sitting there and all of a sudden you hear people reacting on the screen. You're like, look up. Oh shit! I should rewind this. Yeah. And yeah. It completely takes you out of it, or you've taken yourself out of it. Where it, I'm trying to. I mean, with better stuff at least, I'm trying to pay more attention to what I'm watching now. Uh, I, I realize that there's so much shit that I watch that's just filler anyways. Mm-hmm. But there's there's things that I'm, like, really trying to actively be into. Uh, like, this season of Westworld, which just finished up last night, uh, has been amazing TV. And I'm trying to, like, not have other things out and do other stuff while it's on. I'm trying to, like, not get distracted with conversations with my wife or answering emails or planned fucking... Uh, avengers academy on my phone it's like no i'm watching westworld so i can really understand what's going on and it's a deep story too so it it benefits from that but a lot of the time it's like well here's the fucking rerun of friends again that i've watched a hundred times why am i going to actually pay attention to what's going on Mm -hmm. look ross has shitty hair ross has always had shitty hair that's just how it is (laughs)
2: Uh, let's move on uh cinemax has picked up the series called relic which it's a killer series, *Relic* is killer backwards. I see what you did there, Cinematic. Um, it's essentially just an original take on a serial killer tale, which seems to also be a big thing right now, um, with a little different twist. There, it, there seems to be this huge like focus on true crime. Like *Making a Murderer* came out this time last year, I believe. Um, my wife and I are watching *Killing Season*, which is a a documentary or docu-series, I should say, about uh, the Long Island serial killer. There's fucking podcasts up the wazoo about true crime. So this takes a scripted approach to kind of the same concept. Could be good, could be bad. True Detectives season one was fucking amazing. And then the second one, I think I watched oh. like three episodes and just stopped.
0: Yeah, I think it was the third episode where I picked up my phone Yeah, and didn't feel bad about it. Uh, this is also trying to compare itself to Dexter, which was a big hit for Showtime at, at some point but uh it seems a little bit more like memento because it's uh, a serial killer story that's going to unfold in reverse so it begins with the murders and then it spins the yarn backwards to show how the serial killer was created uh, it's from the uh, it's from Sam Luther or Sam Miller who worked on Luther as directing and yeah it it could be pretty good i really enjoyed a series that was on cinemax in the last couple of years called banshee it was kind of like an amped up thing that's uh in the same vein as like justified and longmire except it's cinemax so they have to show people banging every once in a while but by the time it it got through the the final season especially they worked a lot of that stuff out of it and it just became more about the characters and the story i think they just knew that first season especially they're like this is what people expect from cinemax let's throw that in there But I was surprised at how much depth there was to it for being an over-the-top kind of action film where a a guy who's gotten out of jail or basically escaped and is hiding in a false identity disguises himself as the now sheriff of this small town and takes over and all the shit in this town kind of comes to a head while he's there in this role. It It was pretty solid. And so for that, and for the fact that it's the people who worked on Luther, which I hear is really good, um, I want to give this a shot. For sure, it's not really, not at <laughs> all. Sorry. So, it's only like six
3: six episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of like being taken off as more of like a mini series than kind of like something that there's going to be like seasons of and everything. I kind of gathered.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Which could be good, could be bad. But I'm I hoping mean, that it's, it's the it's, true it's- detective
0: thing again. The true detective thing. That- sure. The season happened, and it was just, it was its own story. Uh, Fargo on FX has been like that, where they, mm-hmm. they've had two seasons, but both stories took place at different times. Uh, some of the characters cross over, but it's really, it's its a finite tale that they're telling. And I think that that is sometimes uh, better, because you you get a beginning, a middle, and an end, and there's also not all this filler in the way that causes you to just like, oh, how many episodes do we have to kind of slog through, because they're not going to reveal everything yet. Sure. Uh,
2: yeah, it could be. I'm I'm hoping it's really good. I want things to suck? Unfortunately, suck.
0: It, it definitely happens. <sighs> this was commissioned it. last year by BBC One, which it seems like it's following the BBC pattern. Uh, that makes me have a little bit more faith in it. But we we'll have to see who who pops in. Like, it's just being developed right now. But see who's going to be starring in it.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Th- it's not even in pre-production, so there's no release date, anything. No cast. Nothing. Someday, I'm sure when we have it, we'll let you know. That's, uh, let's do uh, let's, let's do the last story here real quick. Um, Sam Raimi, David Lynch, and Johnny Depp have helped teen cancer patient make uh, his zombie short, which I just think is really fucking cool. It's the Make a Film Foundation, which launched in 2007. Uh, it it sounds like Make a Wish, but they do solely film based wishes uh, for children with life life threatening medical. Um, I think it's it's really special i guess the fact that not only sam raimi who's huge he's one of the biggest you know horror horror names that uh, is is still alive right now but uh, like johnny depp came to star in the short that young man has written i don't know i, I think it's fucking cool because these people are big enough that you just be like man what do i care what do i really care what,
3: what was david lynch's role in this because I, I like yeah i i read the article too but i didn't see what he was really doing it didn't he didn't have any direct directing credits or anything like that so he like well, just it, in the
0: movie it, it was shot over five days and uh, Ramey, uh Hardwick, Ted Melfi, they all took ter- turns in the director's chair. So Lynch may have possibly come in just to either add some more story to it or it's possible that he was one of the directors on it. Uh, or Lynch does some really cool cameo acting stuff in his own things. And he played it sort of essentially himself on the Cleveland show for a while. Uh, which was just a strange thing to keep seeing David Lynch pop up on that. No. Um, but it, it's great because there were people like uh, Penelope Ann Miller, J.K. Simmons, uh, Catherine Hardwick. It, there's a lot of really good people who came and were a part of this uh, for a six-year-old a kid to get to make his, his dream of doing the zombie film. I, I can't imagine that this is something that people aren't going to be clamoring to see, too. Like, this is... We'll you get
2: that Italian involved, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's um, I do not know how to say the second word. It's black ghiandola, ghiandola, which I think
0: uh might be Italian for gland. Uh, it may have something to do. He may base it off of his own disease, actually. But about the go- let's
2: hope so. <sighs> um, That's not so. How do you I see this? It doesn't say when it's coming yeah, out the or exocrine
0: anything. or the endocrine gland. It's it's. When you translate the the page, it translates to "Gland" gotcha. under Wikipedia.
2: Um, yeah, it doesn't say anything about a release so far. Um, it's a, the synopsis of of Black Yonder: A young man risks his life saving a young girl he has grown to love after his family has been killed during the zombie apocalypse. Um, sounds kind of similar to Maggie, but not. That was more of a father daughter type situation. He gets bit by a zombie. This is um, yeah, I kinda, I definitely keep uh, figure out one that. I'm sure it'll be. I don't necessarily think it hit theaters. I imagine a, a video.
0: I mean, it really sort of depends. It, it It's a short film. So I, yeah, you're right. It probably won't hit theaters, but it, it could be something that's pay-per-view. It could be something that they just put out there for free to people, or maybe they request that you do a donation to the foundation, the Make-A-Film mm-hmm. Foundation, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to, to do. For sure. um, yeah, I would definitely be interested in supporting this because it, it just, it sounds like, as, as a person who wants to see cool people make cool shit, I'm I'm right there for it, but also, you add into the fact of the the charity aspect of it, and and doing something for you know someone who's dealing with stage four adrenal cort- cortical cancer. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, David yeah. Lynch is credited as playing the man in black. Rock on! So there you go. he's doing something.
3: I'm just that. a big David Lynch fan, so I was just, I was yeah. just curious to see what uh, what part he had in this one. That's cool. It's a great cause, yeah. man. Oh, it's really exactly. sick. Yeah. Certainly
0: be in knowing more about the foundation in general, anyways. I'd never heard about it, before
2: right now. Makeofilmfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Check that shit out. Um, that's going to do it for new. Corey, I would like you to do the honors of reading our newest feedback.
0: Uh, can you destroy the name for me because yeah. my eyesight is terrible?
2: Uh, Mega Willamaster. Mega Willamaster. That's, that's actually pretty cool. Handle. If that's right and you're listening, let me know. If I'm wrong, let me know. <laughs> Someday. all right uh
0: so mega willamaster we're just gonna go with it says if you enjoy horror movies this is an excellent show to check out they give cool updates about new things in the world of horror big and small upcoming releases kickstarts etc matt and Corey have an excellent dynamic and their guests are always fantastic he must not have known that nate was coming back on nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the reviews. <laughs> their reviews are
0: in depth and interesting while running the full scope of horror cinema big budget films and b-movies get discussed in a way that is always entertaining Check it out. You'll only be disappointed when the episode is over. That is way too kind, and I assume that you were drinking Neapolitan beer because, uh, I don't know. I don't take praise well, but that is amazing. We really appreciate the feedback.
2: Yeah. Thanks, man. You know what really sucks is um, we use Google Docs to kind of do our show. You cannot copy text from iTunes and paste it. I have to retype these all out. That's dumb. iTunes, get your shit together and let me copy and paste fucking text.
0: Uh, iTunes would just assume that you not use anything Google related, so I'm That's sure true. that they don't feel bad about it at all. No, they don't give a shit.
2: Oh, fuck. Apple could give a fuck about me. Uh, let's go ahead and start our movie review. Uh, we did 2015's Krampus, as per the request of Nate, also to start our whoa, 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 Christmas whoa. season. Well, I gave you a list of movies. You picked Krampus. It's your. You
3: gave me pick. a list of like three movies. Uh, five. I
2: think it was five. I think it was three. I'm. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this.
0: I think neither of <laughs> you can count those probably seven.
2: Uh, the only thing I said is it's got to be a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time. You, you did. not, And, I did, and, and, I, and I,
0: I did pick Krampus. I had
2: never I seen, need, it prior I to. I seen it. I hadn't seen it either.
0: movies last year, too, so some had already been taken.
2: See here, Krampus. Christmas movies. One, two, three, four, five movies suck it. You were right then. One was listed twice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, I didn't say that three of the five were Krampus, but there were five. And things.
3: one of the five was any gay porn flick of your choice, and I did not think that was Christmas-related, Matt, so that <laughs> one does not come.
2: If Even if the gay guys are wearing Christmas hats, it's still a Christmas movie. Uh,
0: on your backside. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> no, it's funny, because I think we've had Krampus waiting Since
3: to go for about Christmas. a year i think <laughs> the fuck just happened <laughs> Corey won he did for sure
0: so yeah we've we been looking forward to this and i remember actually I, I think we watched it last year my wife and i and i was not upset about having to see it again so let's get into it
2: yeah i didn't realize um let's see adam scott was in it who's um he's in Step Brothers? he's the brother who gets pissed at his wife for singing
0: also was uh he's in a lot uh, of things party That's down just, yeah, yeah party down one. uh parks and rec adam scott is great at playing the super sarcastic guy mm-hmm. in a lot of things he he's he's kind of like the the meaner paul rudd to a certain degree <laughs> <laughs> um tony collette is in it uh conchita Farrell conchita Farrell from
2: champ kind uh david catcher what Champ, uh,
0: David Keckner yeah. who I say will never turn out done a role ever, um, but is pretty solid in this. Allison <sighs> Tolman, who was in that first season of Fargo, uh, was incredible in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, so there's it's it's a really good cast, and it's more of a comedy cast than what I would would have expected from what I thought this movie was going into it the first time.
3: It totally threw me off. I completely agree with you. When I, well, I'm just saying when I saw the like, can, yeah, what I had seen from the, the because uh, all I'd really known about it was what I saw with the, you know, the trailers and whatnot. And it just seemed like it was supposed to be kind of a gory Christmas, this horrible thing called Krampus comes and fucks some people up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, right away starting to watch it and the, just the way the whole, like, the intro was and everything else like that. And then seeing those characters come in, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, it threw me for a loop kind of like in the first five minutes of the movie where it was not at all what I had expected it to be. So the opening credits,
0: yeah, the opening credits reminded me kind of of Zombieland because it's one of those things where they're showing scenes of Christmas uh, happening in the opening credits, but it's all like really violent shit of like the Black Friday shopping and people just screaming at each other and arguing over the holidays and fighting in the malls. And and then the uh, kid in this Max winds up punching another kid uh, at the the Christmas pageant thing that he's doing and, and the parents are trying to pull him off and stuff. It's got that Zombieland. Kind of feel of like when it opened, everybody was dying violently by the zombies, and this is just showing how Christmas is not going to be shown as a happy time in this movie. Uh, I thought that was a pretty effective way of opening up the film. Yeah, agreed.
2: Yeah, it did um, did a good job of kind of explaining um, explaining Krampus because I mean, like everyone seems to know what Krampus is, but they don't seem to know what Krampus is. If that makes sense. I had sense. no
3: fucking clue. I, I, I had no clue, and then I, when I went into after watching it and everything like that, I, I you know, I kinda wanted to see is Krampus like a real thing? Like what is this? Oh, and then reading it about is. it. Yeah, reading about it was it was kind of slick, you know. It it dates back like pre religion and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, pre Christianity religion, you know what I mean? And
0: it's much like yeah, Christmas.
3: Much like Christmas. And it was yeah, ironically enough. And it, it yeah, I, I thought was, that was pretty interesting. Although it's funny because and, and I liked about it was that it still seems fucking mysterious though, doesn't it? Like, even when you look in the, like, just like your general Wikipedia, different things like that, it's, it's, it just kind of all over the place about it, about what it is. Obviously it's kind of like roots in Europe and in Germany and everything like that, but it's not like, they all kind of have their own little take on it. And it seems like it's evolved over time and and this and that. And like, nobody really knows where it really came from. Is it a pagan thing? You know, is it, you know what I mean? So it's, I kind of like that about it, that that it's not just this direct, you know, Bram Stoker came up with Dracula. You know what I mean? It's not Mm -hmm. like, it's not so direct like that, you know?
0: Right it's it, it, it's it's sort of like the the idea of there being a, a santa claus is that you know we have this good guy who comes around and and gives stuff to the good kids and and so that's all very uplifting and and fantastic but then they always say there's a naughty list and a nice list and so what is the naughty list really about they've they've brought it down to just like to take the krampus out of it it's like you get a lump of coal uh, you just don't get your presents and stuff. but it makes sense that at some point in time, there would have been the viewpoint of no, 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 if you're bad, you don't just not get Christmas. you get the opposite of Santa. You get the guy who comes and basically punishes you for for not believing or for not being good. And that it, it we always try to create counterpoint to the things that we have. There's good that there should be evil. And that's sort of what Krampus is. Now it goes a little bit more into making it the Santa opposite in this than I think that what it originally is, um, because while Krampus is there and he's kind of coming after the family for, you know, being dicks at Christmas, essentially there's a lot of things that don't quite make sense other than like, this is what you expect from dark Santa is the, the Island of miscreant toys. Uh, the, the teddy bear and the robot and the angel that goes on the top of the tree and all these things that are turned with a demonic twist and then the elves show up and, and break into the place so it's it's very much just like the the dark side of of christmas
3: but speaking of, like and that's where the movie kind of takes its own liberty with things because when you read into the like the story of krampus and everything like that like the real thing there's never any mention of like fucking demonic toys and shit that but it but the cool thing i did like about it is they did though keep a lot of things that were real to it like the carrying of the sticks and different stuff like that and like that, that goes back in the old folklore of krampus because like part of the story was he used to whip kids with the stick if you were bad or whatever you know and and then and he would drop one off that was made of gold if you were like a good kid but it was there just to remind you like the shit can turn <laughs> to not go and i'll whip your ass with it yeah. and then there was some of those i was reading like an icelandic folklore or some shit where he was like they talked about like krampus would put you in his fucking sack because he had a sack like santa has a sack but he would put the kids into the sack and then fucking take them with him and then it got yep. into all this shit about how that had to do with like it was this coping thing for like slavery back in the day where they would like take kids and uh, for slave ships and stuff like that not in the american sense but in the old you know european sense just some crazy shit that went along with this goat-headed fuck krampus man you know like i was glad they didn't bring that into the movie but i mean it was kind of strange man you know and it kind of almost made krampus a little bit cooler to me i wish i would have kind of read that stuff before i actually watched the movie because the movie kind of took a little bit of more campy obviously approach to it or whatever but i did like the way the chains were also another thing that was like was like real to like the, the original the real krampus or whatever real air quotes you know krampus like (laughs) european folklore krampus you know that the chains were supposed to be something that like they thought maybe had to do with like how satan was held down you know by christians to be taken to hell or whatever with chains everything like that and that that was kind of like where that was taken from and everything so it was pretty interesting they still kept that in the movie so they kept cramps and then the tongue the tongue was another thing that that folklore actually said that he had the long winding tongue and everything like that which was probably in my opinion the creepiest part of the movie was that fucking little tongue thing that flipped out and shit although looked fake as hell but it was still pretty sick right but i think it was like purposely fake right
0: well i mean there were things that looked really particularly good and i I like the different creatures that they created the animation for when the grandmother is telling them about how krampus had come back when she was a child i mean they did it sort of a stop motion look and feel which felt like the classic um uh I can't remember the name of them, the Ranco or whatever animated uh, films that they did like Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer sure. and uh, Baby New Year and all that stuff that they did those stop motion things. So this kind of had that kind of feel to it, except much darker. And maybe it was a little bit Tim Burton-ish too. Um, uh, but yeah. then when you see things like the gingerbread cookies that were coming in and attacking them, the different toys that were created, a lot of it looked really well done. And then you get Krampus himself. And his mouth is always frozen in the one position. So it's a non-moving mask. And I don't know if that was supposed to be like he was wearing a mask over his face or if they just didn't bother to animate it. It was a little strange that that was like, that's your main creature. And for the most part, we either don't get a good look at him when we do get a good look at him. It's almost the weakest design uh, or execution of a design in the movie.
3: And he never fucked anybody up. He, that was he, the other thing I noticed. His, his minions kind of fucked everybody. I mean, I guess, you know, at the end when he's dropping them into what is hell or whatever you, you want to say it is. But, I mean, his minions were the one that fucked everybody up.
0: Yeah, we never see him actually doing anything. We see him when he first is chasing the daughter uh, when she's trying to walk over to the boyfriend's house. And he's jumping from roof to roof. Uh, and he looked similar to the creature in the Frighteners uh, in that scene, the way that he moved. But we never, like anything that he did was not on camera until the very end which is just basically like you know here i'm gonna let you go and i've taken your whole family now you're the one who's supposed to go tell everybody and then the kid asks essentially for forgiveness uh or is willing to sacrifice himself to get his family back and he's just like laughs it off yeah
3: i did you get did anybody get an evil dead vibe from kinda like the yeah. gingerbread men and everything like that yeah. i kind of got a I kind of got the way they were giggly and everything like that kind of got a
0: little bit of an evil dead vibe from like that. a little mini ashes Yep. Yeah. Yep. After the mirror broke,
2: yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's not only a Krampus festival in Europe, but uh, there's
3: like, multiple ones like all across yeah, in different there's, places. In Europe.
2: There's a Krampus parade in Philadelphia. Every- there's one in
3: Chicago too.
2: Is the, well, why haven't we gone? I cause
3: fucking oh, just got into Krampus. I'm, God, I'm, I'm, damn it, it was
2: two days ago. Krampus
3: virgin. <laughs> it really was two days ago. Yeah. You want to know what's really funny too is that tonight is Saint Nick, and this is when Krampus comes. Is
2: Yes, you know who else you know who else comes today? Black Pete. Yep, I was waiting for the Black Pete reference. You I, you don't know? you know about Black Pete? I don't know.
3: I don't know Black Pete.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It, it,
3: it sounds racist. I'm not gonna lie. It, oh, you're yeah.
0: you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. you are absolutely. I mean, it's not. It's one of those things that it's not intended to be racist, but it's also one of those things that time has not treated it well because the the whole point of Black Pete is that his face is so covered with soot from coal from going through the chimneys and stuff that it's essentially blackface. Um, yeah, it's uh, just white uh, people
2: who paint their face Brown and then run around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a
0: bad, it's a bad move in today's world to, to do the (laughs) black Pete thing. Um, it it still exists because it's, it's a tradition. Uh, some traditions can go away. Yeah, I it's... Know,
3: what, what's the story of fucking Black Pete? I got. Is there a quick version of this? I gotta hear what this is. I've never heard of this before.
0: Uh, he's he... an assistant to Santa. He yeah. basically brings candy and stuff. It's it's not that he's a bad dude. It's just. It's, it's just a bad, a bad idea. It's it's like some of the the characters that used to hang out with the superheroes that are like totally uh, racially um, uh, not not good examples of like hey we're gonna give Green Lantern a and a young Asian boy as a partner and we're gonna really stereotype up the way that he looks and stuff. And <laughs> that's that's kind of the Black Pete thing. It's like at one point it was cool, but it's really not. cool. Yeah,
2: he he either comes he comes on the fifth or sixth of December. And basically brings children candy uh, when he visits schools, stores, and other places. So it's the same thing as like what we do for Saint Nick.
3: Okay, but it's it, okay. It's
2: just right. blackface.
3: Wow, never heard of that before. And
0: and people are already freaking out about a black Santa at the Mall of America, which is just oh, just fucking bullshit. Jesus Christ, man. You know, let Santa be Santa. It, he's a black Santa. He's bringing kids joy. Let him bring kids joy. There is not a goddamn thing wrong with that. There's no
2: proof yeah, that kidding. Santa's white.
0: Exactly. And, and I, I just I just say, hey, you know all those pictures you have of white Jesus? Yeah, maybe this makes up for that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Middle Eastern. Um, <sighs> anyways, Nate, there's the Martyrs Fest is, excuse me, Martyrs 4th Annual Krampus Fest was December 3rd in Chicago, which would... Lead me to believe that Martyrs' fifth annual Krampus Fest will be next December in Chicago.
3: Where we'll we be at on December 3rd.
2: Oh, And fuck, or yes. fourth or fifth. Where yeah. the hell, Krampus Fest? At Martyr's? Oh, Martyrs is a bar? And they encourage costumes.
0: And there is a Krampus beer, by the way. Yes. It's probably yeah. not just one, but there's definitely Krampus beer, and I know that you like to find oh, the fuck, beers I that get the movie tickets.
2: I don't think I've seen it yet this year. It's not, like, really hard to come by. When it's out, it's, it's pretty.
0: No, I've definitely seen it, like, BevMo and stuff. I haven't, I haven't looked. Yes, exactly. They they like to have their beer and then they smack it up and they flip it and they rub it down. Oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I got nothing for Bellevue Yeah, Motown Philly, yo. Um, so this movie, this movie, it's it's kind of weird because it has a sort of sweet family story in the midst of everybody in the family is as being assholes. It, it starts out feeling quite a bit like home alone is that it's like all the all the family members are just dicks they're just total and utter dicks everybody's pissed off everybody's in their own little world and in home alone kevin was like a dick too but he he just felt like he was getting the short end of the stick and everything and this max is actually a really sweet kid who still believes in santa still wants to send his letter off to santa the the cousins find his letter and start reading it and all of it is about like i wish you could make my parents fall in love with each other again i wish you could help my aunt and uncle out i wish you could help my cousins you know have better relationships with their dad that kind of stuff so it's it's sort of sweet and then it goes into like people legitimately start getting killed and taken and stuff and it it sort of is unexpected because it's almost like it's going to be, oh, well, it's a horror movie, but it's not really a horror movie. But shit gets really dark. Yeah. It and does. I don't think I, I was ready for that.
3: I didn't – you know, the whole like, – when you're talking about uh, at the table when, when they were reading Max's letter, that was where it kind of started to make me feel like, okay, this story is lacking a little bit because I was getting no relation to the characters from that other than Max. Like right. the two little lesbian daughters were just – fucking awful just mm-hmm. awful man and like the thing is though is like the dad and the mom seem like they love Max and everything like that like they're cool with him or whatever and these daughters are reading this thing that's like personal shit like to the 10th degree about his family and they're just sitting there like just listening and the sister next to him is sitting there just going Max now don't freak out Max now don't freak out I'm sitting here like the fuck like Max has to freak out like what the hell I'm like we the parents man and I'm like that makes me sound like I'm like one of those. Where are the parents when these things are going on? But and the parents are all
0: sitting there listening to it. That's what
3: I'm saying. The parents yeah. are just there listening to this. Like, if that was my kid, I'd be like, "Hey, shut the fuck up! Like, give him back his goddamn letter." You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm not like Ward and June Cleaver in my house. And I actually watch this movie with my 13 year old son. If that tells you something. But it is PG 13, so he's allowed. But um, my fiance, it was just she's like, "This is stupid." Like, I'm out. Like right around that time, and she went and watched something else in the other room or whatever. Which which you know doesn't. Overly surprised me. She likes things that are a little more intellectual than it. But I just felt like that was where the story kind of left me a little bit, man. And then when the daughter, like shortly thereafter, Corey, from where you left off, takes off to go see uh, the boyfriend. First of all, I'm like, if my if my daughter comes up to me and says, "Hey, I'm gonna go see my boyfriend during this fucking literally lights out blizzard," I'm like, "The fuck the hell you are! Like, what are you? Yeah. No, you're not. Sit your ass down, you know." And they're like, "Okay." That's fine. Off she goes. And as soon as she opens the doors, it's like all this (laughs) to walk up the road. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she's gone missing. And the dad's like, well, wait, wait until the morning and the snow breaks in order to go find our daughter. I'm like, if that's my kid, man, there, there could be hellfire going on outside the house. And I'm like, I'm going out and either we're coming back together or I'm dying too, because that's my kid, you know? So the fact that they were so nonchalant about it was the one thing too, where I was like, it made it hard for me when people started getting off to have any sort of personal relationship with any of these characters other, outside of Max and maybe the grandma because she kind of, I felt like stole the scenes because she was, whenever she was in them, because she was kind of eerie about her or whatever. And like you said, when she was telling the story, I loved the way she told the story and everything too. Although she spoke German and then English, but then German again, I don't know, like that kind of threw me off a little bit too. So I just thought the characters were kind of lacking for me a little bit.
0: Well, Omi seemed like she was really into tradition. And so it, it seemed like she could speak English, but it wasn't really what she wanted to speak because the traditions mean a lot to her. It, what The way that she was raised and her heritage and everything all meant something to her. And so it, it was cool that the, the other members of the family, the immediate family, like understood her, like knew what she was saying, could reinterpret it and everything. But, um, no, I agree. The, the The whole family starts out very unlikable, but I think what this movie does is it shows them get to step up to things as it starts happening. Like when uh, the dad, uh, Tom, and the uncle uh, Howard. Christmas you
3: know, uh, vacation, right?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely.
3: Like blatantly. <laughs> so
0: when they when they go out and they start searching for for the daughter for Beth, like. And then they they run into actual serious shit going down, and it it seemed to me like oh this is going to be the point where Howard's going to get pulled off, and Tom's just going to let him go because they don't get along, and and Tom's just going to be out to save himself. But they don't. They have Tom step up, and then they have Howard recognize it. You know Howard apologizes in his way, like saying, "Yeah, I always thought you were a little bitch, but you know it's it's that's just his way of how he's going to apologize." but he actually does show some respect back and the family does start to unite on certain things as it happens um but it's it's at the same time that they're dealing with all this loss and all these things that are way outside of their control but you're right if if it was my daughter i i grew up in michigan as a teenager it's like yeah there's a blizzard outside so what i'm going over to my friend's house that's just how it was that was the reality it's you don't shut down in the middle of a snowstorm you know no matter how bad it is because you just never get to do anything.
3: I don't know, um, man. I grew up in Wisconsin, and if the power's out and it's like like crazy as fuck outside like that, man, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm probably not going to let my kid who's a teenager go walking over to her boyfriend's house at that moment. You know what I'm saying?
0: That, it may have been different because I was a boy. Yeah, but I was also well, raised yeah. by no, my mom absolutely. and my grandmother, and 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 that's not fair, but that's that's a reality, and certainly absolutely. you know in the eighties. Uh, and plus, when I grew up, like kids did fucking crazy shit all the time. That's just that's how we were. But yeah, it, the the moments of like, okay, I'm really worried about our kid. We should go find her. And there, yeah, you're right. There's no way I would stop at that point. I do think that there's something to be said for someone being the voice of reason of saying hey, but how much good are you actually going to do? And and Keckner's character says, like, we're out there four minutes and I'm already getting frostbite. I'm showing signs of actual damage to my skin because of how unreal it is out there. Um, so they do have to develop a plan. But there's developing a plan and there's waiting it out in the house while your kid may be stuck out there frozen to death in the snow. So you're right. It, it It's not exactly realistic in that portion of it i just, I it just think that it just, a lot had of characters to, turn around a little bit
3: yeah it just got to, it, i mean at that point i was already kind of like i don't give a fuck if krampus cuts you up like i didn't really <laughs> care at that point as long as max and the old lady are okay then i'm, I'm, I'm okay with it kind of
0: and know? i feel like that's that's kind of what i expected is that it was going to be a lot of just totally unlikable people that you want to see krampus kill but i feel like over time i became more emotionally connected to them um because they started to show weakness, they started to show caring for each other, their their desperation pulling together as a family. I started to feel like it was like, why is Krampus really coming down so hard on them when they're they're growing, they're improving, they're showing that they don't just think of themselves. You know, they're trying to to make things work together. And so it it was like, I'm surprised that these people are still getting off when they're actually showing growth. But that's I mean, that's kind of the what kind of movie is this? Is this a movie that's just a parable, that's something you can show your kids, or is this a movie that's a horror movie that it doesn't matter if you're a good person or not, you can still get taken away? And that's why the baby gets taken away. That's why the dog,
3: which also with the baby, no one really got too pissed off when the baby gets taken away. Did you know oh, the happens? mom was True.
0: mom was trying to run right out, after, and I think the dad did run out after it, but and, there was no
3: hysterics though.
0: And, right, it came it, it back.
3: Was, it was just like the daughter came back and go, ah, well.
0: Yeah, he was young. You couldn't be that attached to him.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I don't know. And then the other girls get the lesbian girl couple gets eaten.
0: I don't think they're, they're lesbians, like, by the way. I don't know, man. They're they, were sisters. they not, that
3: there's, not that there's anything wrong with that. No,
0: like, There's absolutely saying. not. But I, I don't know that that's I don't know that either of them were identifying as anything like
3: that. I'm pretty sure they're lesbians. Well, maybe sure they were. I'm pretty sure they were. I mean, maybe not. I could have been wrong, but my radar was going off. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, and the one other thing that I thought was funny. Did anybody think that, okay, how Krampus would go? I'm assuming it was Krampus would go underground. Like, did you not Bugs Bunny? Did you not think Bugs Bugs Bunny? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so, Corey, we're, like, here on a lot of these things. Ed, the, the
0: whole fucking thing is just, like, he's just pissed off because he made a left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> that's
1: easy. what I'm
3: we it up, like, swear to God, pop out or something, because that's fucking Bugs Bunny. The way the snow goes up exactly the same way and shit. It was, yeah, I thought that was great. That was in one of my notes or whatever that was, yeah. So there's, there's all those little things that kept the movie not quite scary for me. I didn't really feel like it was overly scary, you know? If
0: I was going to put this at a, at a comparison, it would be closer to, uh, we recently reviewed the original Gremlins. And I think it's like the first Gremlins. It's not like the second Gremlins, which was all comedy. It's, it's comedy in certain parts, but it's dark. I mean, it goes to a point where. It's a great comparison. Creatures become violent and people actually die in, in some horrific ways. And I think that it's, scary when it wants to be scary to break up the comedy um and vice versa and i think that it worked well as that kind of movie it's just that neither of those things is exactly what i was expecting when we we started watching it
3: so then getting getting to the end what would you think about that
2: I I, I like that it ultimately wasn't a happy end. Like at first when he wakes up and and he goes downstairs and everything's all hunky-dory. At first I was like, "Eh, cool, I'm glad that he got what he wanted, but this is fucking stupid. And then it like pans out and you just see Krampus' room full of snow globes, which you're assuming is every kid that ever wished that their family would have a normal Christmas, that Krampus went and fucked their day up and then put them in their own snow globe.
3: Yeah, I, I really like that aspect of it. When the snow globe happened because i agree with you matt like as soon as it was mm-hmm. like dream sequence i'm like oh no don't fucking take the easy route out and just be like oh now it's all a dream and i can wake up from it that but then yeah when i saw a snow globe i was like okay that's slick mm-hmm. that was pretty fucking eerie i like that the only thing that i didn't like about it was i was like okay well then grandma's story of what happened with krampus is completely fucking different then because, yeah, because it, she and,
0: didn't she didn't fight for anybody to come back
3: is that what it was i mean i kind of thought that but i was kind of like Am I just grasping at things here to, to put some kind of, but she said, everybody died. You know what I mean? She said everybody
0: died, which happened in this too. Like everybody died. The only person that was left at that point was his, his one cousin, but he was trying to save her. And he, the Krampus was like, you go, I'm letting you go. You're going to be the warning, which was the same thing that happened to his grandmother. And he's like, no, I don't want to be the warning. I'm telling you, I want my family back. I'm sorry that it's my fault and I will give you myself to get everybody else back. And and Krampus basically laughs it off and makes it seem like, you know, well, I'm tough killing you too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But in the end, it was that was the push of like that is essentially what it was, is he gave him he sacrificed himself where the grandmother didn't do that. I don't think that she felt the strength that he did to go and try to protect everybody, her family and everybody in her town. She just accepted that that's what it was. So he he broke it um, because he went further than she did.
3: But then he got the snow globe treatment then.
0: He got the snow globe treatment. So
3: Krampus is is pretty much a dick no matter what.
0: Krampus is not a good dude. No,
3: he's either, I'm either going to off all you motherfuckers and you can go or I'm putting your ass in a snow globe.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, is the snow globe actually they're all captured in the snow globe or is the snow globe like he's captured their pain and now he keeps a watch on them the same way that Santa keeps a watch on everybody?
3: I felt like it was going to be like a Groundhog Day scenario where they're just like fucking stuck in the snow globe and like that's their life is like this constant like waking up every morning to this kind of shit. I would think uh, that. that's but just they, where my brain went. But I don't they know. wake
0: up to Christmas. They wake up. What is the day of Christmas versus the same day over again?
3: But so I like feel they're like, all they're they're
0: free. gifts and stuff.
3: But they all knew about Krampus when he. So they all. It's it insinuates that they all had the same dream, right? Because when he when they saw the, his little gift, they're all like. Oh snap! Like they all—they all knew that
0: what they they felt and what they experienced and they had now written off actually did happen. It was a warning to all of them.
3: I felt like it was. Then they're gonna run out of the house now and then be like, "Oh shit, we're in a snow globe. Like I mean, this is possible. where we live now. This is It's
0: it. open for interpretation, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
3: vague, but I feel like that yeah. was. More- that was more the the i guess maybe the more twisted side of it to me was just kind of like dude you live in a snow globe like that's fucked <laughs> up you know what i mean like krampus is like dude fuck you you're all in a snow globe you want to be together with your family you can be together with your family but on my terms
0: at least it's warm maybe bitch. the wi-fi is working again um that's <laughs> true. true that's all that matters man that's all i give a shit about is there food is it warm is there wi-fi is there indoor plumbing Pornography. yeah how much more do i need than well yeah that's implied
3: but what if racist um, black Pete is constantly coming down the
0: goddamn chimney? Well, then he brings That's candy. Soccer. It's true.
2: He does bring candy.
0: He brings candy and then you curb stomp him like American History X. You just.
2: <laughs> Such a good movie. Wait. I think that was racially motivated. <laughs> I will racial him back.
0: Um, so this movie was uh, written or co-written at least and directed by Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty did and is doing the sequel to the Trick or Treat movies, hmm. um, which we have talked about. I don't know if we ever watched Trick or Treat. We keep talking about it whenever we were talking about Trick or Treat before. But I know that we've both seen it. And that that's that series of uh, four horror shorts that take place on Halloween. With a little kid in the sort of sack mask with a candy bar. I've the... seen it,
2: but I don't. We've never done it.
0: <clears throat> no, we haven't done it yet, and I think no. it's one of those things that we keep talking about getting to. Probably, but it's it's a solid film. I mean, it's one of those things that is pretty good. Um, and came came along. I, it's one of his first actual directing gigs. I think it, it was 2007. All of his stuff before that was like he did a TV episode somewhere in a short. About ten years before, so I think overall, this is kind of a solid backup to that. It's just—is he going to keep going with holiday themes? I guess one of the things he's got coming up is he's doing the second Godzilla. But between Krampus and Trick or Treat, that's that's some good horror flicks to have under your belt. What I
3: mean, Krampus was what is that Universal or what was it on? It was on. It was major release, right?
0: It was. I mean, it was. I remember getting advertised quite a bit last year when it was coming out. I don't know how well it did.
3: Right. Because like, like I was saying, I watch it with my son, who's 13, and he, he was really pumped to see it. So even he knew. And obviously, he's 13, so all he knows is pop culture. He doesn't know a lot of obscurities or anything like that. You know what I mean? So did he even know about it? And there's a sequel. Did he do the sequel then? Because I saw when I was grabbing this one that there was a Krampus 2.
2: Uh, I know I there's a lot Krampus of other Krampus movies. So I don't yeah, know if there that's is. in this... Um, Answer your question, though. It had a $15 million budget and did 61 5 at the box office. So it did pretty well.
0: There you go. Yeah. Krampus the Devil Returns, I don't think, is a sequel to this movie. It, it seems like it's something, it's another one entirely. Because when, yeah, when I bought day, but it talks about stuff that happened five years before.
3: Oh, okay. And it's, it, was, it was called Krampus 2, though, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's also known as Krampus 2. Okay. Gotcha. Because yeah. so I thought I saw that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It seems to be. Five years after the murder of his wife and disappearance of his daughter, former police officer Jeremy Duffin is brought back to help in the hunt for the old tide monster. So, completely doomed. Well, they should stop fucking making movies with the same name and sequels. It's misleading. It's tough, because that's that's the whole point of
0: something that's based off of folklore, is that nobody owns it. it it's One stuff goes out of the, the ability to be copywritten. That's why they keep doing things with Alice in Wonderland over and over again, and that's why so many Disney, the animated films on up, are all based off of things that don't exist under copyright so they can make their their stuff they can do kipling's jungle book over and over again and they can do snow white and all the stuff by the the brothers Grimm, because that's that's free story and you can do your interpretations but that's why we'll see these things happen over and over and over why every fucking five years there's another goddamn um
2: Tell us how you really feel.
0: Huckleberry Finn and another Tom Sawyer. And it's like, let's just keep doing this shit because nobody wants to come up with original ideas anymore. All right. Let's do zombie video games.
3: Yeah. Full circle. Although,
0: <laughs> at least the two zombie video games we talked about are almost polar opposites of each other. So I think that's And, kind
3: of and cool. you could say Resident Evil is one of the originals of doing that kind of genre, too. Exactly. Yeah, it's been around forever. Yeah. So they can kind of keep going, and you can't really <clears say> them. <throat>
2: Yeah. Uh Resident Evil is the original gangsta of zombie yep, video. For sure. If you will. Um you guys wanna you wanna rate this? I'm really excited to get into our brand new rate scale. Rate, not raped. How's this swear? Yes. Oh, uh similar concept except kind of reworked it a little bit. We're calling it the Fap Scale. Get it? Fap Fap. We're gonna do it. still on three three uh three little ditties, zero to five. The feature, which is the story, the attention, which is your rewatchability, and then panic, which is the scariness. I just wanted to use FAP. Fuck you. I, I know you did. I know you did so bad. <laughs> I wanted to make a jerk off <laughs> reference. I mean,
0: poor Matt had to sit there and try to spell a three letter word and then come up with what the letters meant. <laughs> Good for you, Matt. I did
1: used you to stop on your paper shit? this
0: week. We're going to put it up in the fridge. I hate you. Uh, <laughs>
2: Uh yeah, I even used uh a thesaurus to figure these words out. <laughs> Put a lot of effort in. Uh <clears throat> so let's go ahead and, and we'll do the first one, which is our feature on a zero to five scale. Nate has our probably not esteemed guest. You get to go first.
3: So feature, what do you mean by that?
2: That's the story. The story itself. What did the you think? The story itself? Yeah.
3: Um I'd give it a three. Fair enough. I give it a three. I liked it, but I just felt like like I said, character development, some of those kind of things is a, you know, are you talking kind of like story is in script of the actual movie itself?
2: Yeah, not necessarily the the Krampus story. Because
3: then I would, yeah, I go three. I would go three on that. Um, yeah, I feel I feel comfortable with that. I liked it, but I, I just felt like there's a couple things where I'm, you know, I would have kind of written a little bit differently or whatever. Yeah. If I got if I'm people are getting off, man, I got to have a little bit of a relationship to them, and I feel like they they didn't they kind of lost me on that for me to really like feel involved in it, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's sort of like Friday the 13th more than it is uh, like more modern horror movies. They try to get you to, to feel connected to the characters, but it used to be that it's, here's just a whole bunch of, of people. And it, right. you kind of, some movies were meant to allow you to enjoy seeing them be killed uh, because they were unlikable. And then other movies were like, no, this is, this is the final girl or this is the person that you want to see survive it. And it's a suspense of whether or not that person's actually going to get offed um, and, and who do you root for. And this, I think they, you're right, they, they introduced a bunch of unlikable people in the family. But that is sort of what has to happen to introduce the idea of Krampus into the story. Um, but I, I agree. I think as far as the story itself, you're right. They didn't develop them enough to make me both think that they deserved it. And then also care about them coming out of it. I think that right. they started to get there, but it wasn't quite 100%. And people don't instantly grow.
2: So, yeah, I think three's, three's right. That was a really long-winded answer to say three, Corey. That, that's how I do things. <sighs> I will when follow are an hour. That's true. I, uh, uh, I am a sheep to the society. I will also give it a three because I have to follow people. I don't have a good explanation. It's three.
0: It's a decent story. <laughs> That's why you're the third one in the human centipede chain. <laughs> oh,
2: damn it! Uh, next up, we have uh, uh, attention. How well did it keep your attention? Uh, how willing are you to rewatch this? Zero to five.
3: I gave it a four. There was there was there's something about it. Honestly, that was very endearing to this movie. It was one of those things where I felt like I should I should really hate this. <laughs> but Not hate it, but I should really think, like, this is kind of lame, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like um, my girl did, you know, where she's like, okay, this is lame, and she kind of dipped out. But then it kept my attention the whole time, and some of the campiness about it, I actually enjoyed. I felt like it was different. It wasn't like everything else. Even though that they ripped off a lot of little things in there, I felt like it was kind of like unabashedly ripping it off. Like, we're going to kind of rip this off, and you're going to get this, that we're kind of doing this, but we really don't give a fuck. We're purposely being this way with this movie and it was i liked it i liked the differentness about it It kind of kept my attention like where is this going next you know mm-hmm. so i actually it, and it just some of the funny parts of everything like that there was certain parts of this movie that could be made into like matt like you and i are buddies who hang out outside of you know any of this kind of stuff right mm-hmm. there's certain things about it that i could see becoming those little jokes we have between us that are crampus jokes and to me then that makes the movie have rewatchability because of those types of things you know yeah. so yeah i'd actually give it a four surprisingly to me it's not my kind of movie really but actually yeah there, there was a differentness and a campiness about it to kind of suck with me a little bit
0: mm-hmm. corey I, I completely agree on the four like i said i was looking forward to watching it again uh having watched it last year and getting to revisit it and and i think part of why it worked is because they introduced so many different kinds of creatures and things that they get to fight as they're trying to protect themselves in their house um introducing the different kinds of toys the gingerbread men Uh, Krampus himself the elves it it varied it up enough that you never really got bored if it was just Krampus kind of stalking around and grabbing people then that's just a boogeyman type of scenario and we see that so much Um, this at least introduced enough different things that I think it kept it interesting
2: yeah I'm gonna go three and a half simply because I didn't want to also agree with you guys on this one because I'm my own man Um, but it's it's a really funny movie and it's definitely one that I could see like if you're sitting around drinking with people and you're like oh you got to fucking watch this Krampus movie. It's actually funny. You don't really have to pay attention to it to be able to follow the story. There's just funny parts. Um, and you don't need to like know the Krampus story to get it. Because it, I mean, it, it gives you a broad overview. But it gives you enough to know what you need to know to understand the movie.
3: If you live in Colorado or California or any of those other places and their policies or whatever, <laughs> I'm just saying. And you were hanging out with some friends that in these legal bad. areas and everything like that this movie would actually be pretty fucking good it would be, yeah. it'd be pretty it'd be pretty fun man just say it it would create for a fun night with some buddies yeah. that's for sure
2: i agree <laughs> uh the last we got is our panic scale this is how scary the movie was to you on a zero to five nathan
3: well this is where i kind of dropped down a little this is where i would give it like about a two um i wasn't really there wasn't the jump factor there wasn't really much of that or whatever i i I don't know. It just didn't do much for me. The only reason why I, I, I even really give it a two is that some of the, the like Corey was talking about, just the different creatures and stuff like that. Like the, uh, the, what, what do you call it? The snakey thing, the clown the Jack snake. In the box. Yeah. Jack in the box thing that ate people like that. It was kind of eerie looking. I thought Krampus's face with the tongue like that was kind of eerie looking. So that's why I kind of give it a two, but I was never really, there was no part of me and I'm a wuss for this shit. The last time I was on this podcast, um, I was saying that, you know what I mean? Where I'm kind of like, man, I, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that like for, for, for a day or two afterwards, man, I don't really like one of my basement by myself and stuff like that. Um, Cause you know, I can punch, and I can kick good, but you can't punch and kick ghosts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, uh, for, for Krampus though, man, I That's mean, really I would have went, I would have went right down to my basement, man, in the dark and been like, okay, like, I hope a gingerbread man fucking tries it. You know what I mean? So I wasn't really all that scared. So I kind of go two on one. But I don't think they were going for trying to, it wasn't trying to really completely freak you out. You know what I mean? It wasn't going for any shock or anything like that. I think it was just supposed to be sort of just creepy and that was it, but not scary creepy as much just off kilter creepy, if that makes any sense.
2: Well, it's a
0: PG-13 movie. So you kind of have to accept that there's not going to be a lot of really over-the-top crazy gore Um, but uh, I mean, I'm going to go 2.5 and, and the reason why I'm at the halfway point, I I agree with you. It's not super scary, but it's one of those things that I didn't expect it to be as scary as it was or taken as seriously when the Krampus, uh, and the creatures start showing up and actually literally like killing and devouring people. Um, there was some good tension when everybody's fighting the attic and the aunt is trying to save her daughters and she's going after it. Like there was definitely moments in there that it was taken more seriously than I expected when I thought it was a comedy. And I, again, it, it's it's right there with with uh, the Gremlins. I think that it's dark when it, it attempts to be dark, but it's still lighthearted enough that it's almost like if you're just kind of like if you're not with your your family and like your parents and stuff, but you're with your a bunch of friends and you're wanting to watch something as a Christmas movie around the holidays, it's a good pick because it's not going to bore you like watching It's a Wonderful Life. And and I, I love Miracle on 34th Street. I have no quarrels about saying that. But I don't pick a bunch of friends to sit and watch right. Miracle on 40, 34th Street with because we all get it. You know, it's It's a heartfelt thing. You want to see something that's a little bit funny. You want to see something that's a little bit scary. You want to see something that's visually interesting. And I think that it hits the... All the marks on that.
3: It definitely has that kind of thing, right? Where that that rewatchability, where you can come back each year because it's Christmas time and it's like, oh, let's fucking watch Krampus again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? During in the season, like, yeah, I agree with you
2: on that, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna just give it a one. I didn't really think. What about the dog? What about the dog?
0: Well, well, the... when the dog got eaten, you did you even feel bad about the dog? Not really. Because usually was... that'll up your point a little bit.
2: Well, <laughs> I love dogs. Uh, it wasn't like a super angry pet murdery type feeling. No, that's true. Yeah, But that dog did fucking eat that gingerbread, man. It was I thought it was hilarious. That's all mine. common. <sighs> Corey, you had fun doing the last two
0: dollars. Not really my jam, but right on. Uh, so you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. Uh, you can email us at pot at com, Or you can leave us a message on the website. You can also just kind of let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate feedback. We like being able to read our reviews on the air, but just in general, we just want to know how we're doing. If you if you like the show, if there's things that we can change, do you like the new FAP scale? Matt's really proud of it, and I think it's actually – I was proud of him for coming up with that. I, I was excited because I knew he was talking about trying to change it up a little bit. But maybe uh, you have suggestions of other things we can do for the show, so please let us know.
2: Like gratuitous you also- nudity.
0: there's there's no gratitude for our nudity um get those nipples out that's that's hot people go to youtube you see your dandelions nate missing out (laughs) found the lifeguard and nipple jizz uh so you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at podcast of terror and you can also subscribe to us via itunes stitcher google play or any of your favorite podcatchers and leave us feedback at any of them all subscription options can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe, and you can join our Facebook group under Galactic Network. Now, Nate, here is where I usually tell people where they can find you, but I assume that it's just going to be in the front of the human centipede chain.
3: Damn right. Damn right. Or listen to Drown the Lifeguard, Matt band. I'm band. You can always find me there because you can put in the disc as many times as you want to listen to it. and You can find me every time there. Otherwise, uh... MMA metal MMA rounds and breakdowns um, is a podcast that I am on, which we cover MMA and a little bit of music too. So definitely find
2: me there. I was hoping yeah, it was little... like metal working, like you made sculptures <laughs> out of aluminum. We
3: we are there's some retooling going on, so you know I'm open for suggestions <laughs> we'll so that we can add that in there.
0: Sure. I thought it was just you like sitting there and drinking some rounds at a bar and then having a breakdown in your car on the way home. You shouldn't be driving. That's what Lyft is for. Sometimes I break um, down my shorts. <laughs> now rounds and breakdowns is coming back. You said. Right. it
3: is yeah. it. Yeah. It, returning. it is returning.
0: you are going to be able to find that.
3: Um, yeah, where do we find it?
2: i on it, You used to um, this, like, what,
3: you just hate us now
2: or something? No, never. It's still on it? uh, Stitcher, Google, iTunes, anywhere you can get podcatchers. Uh, it is a Blazing Caribou Studios production. So you can find uh, the past episodes that we, we did, like, what, a dozen of them before we kind of took st- a break and then and retooled it. And then I handed it off to Nate just because I don't have a ton of time. So, yeah, was, we're back
3: and we have um, two guys that'll be joining me on the show. One is um, an accomplished Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, practitioner who also competes, so he's going to have some great stuff. The other one trains uh, in Muay Thai kickboxing at Rufus Sport, um, which is uh, amazing gym out of Milwaukee where Anthony Pettis, um, for those of you that know about these kind of things, uh, UFC fighter trains out of. Tyron Woodley, current uh, welterweight champion, blah blah blah. He trains there, so those are the two guys that will be joining me on that on that podcast. So there's some. Good knowledge if you're into um, martial arts, uh, boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, that kind of stuff. Fuck
2: yeah! And they have a Twitter and, I, and uh, what is it, Metal MMA Pod? Emails at gmail.com I know there's an Instagram too.
0: Well, you can definitely go find more information at pleasingcariboustudios.com. Yeah. Uh, a go. lot of really great people on that network. Uh, friends of our network, friends of the show, just friends in general. Uh, they're they've got a lot of Great content beyond that, but definitely check them out. Yeah, and you guys are saying that you are in Drawn the Lifeguard together. Do you have any kind of music that people can find?
2: I mean, you already know the answer, so I do. <laughs> You're worse than my wife.
0: But I listened to the last episode, so it's easier for me than maybe new potential listeners. <laughs> uh,
2: you can find our new EP called Electing Parasites on uh Drawn the We have a shirt print i think we're doing another one here soon uh you can also buy physical copies of the cd there as well we have a facebook you can like it there instagram we have a twitter but facebook is updated so makes sense do that, yeah uh, and
0: it, the music is available digitally through all the regular channels and stuff too
2: yep bandcamp uh it's on spotify it's on itunes now it's on sirius xm radio google play google play did you find it there you're usually my my google play guy
0: Yep, I checked it out for you. I was looking for it. Thanks, buddy. Um, So it's a a kick-ass album. It's called... Electing
2: Parasites. Electing Parasites. See what we did there? It's a (laughs) five-song EP. I'll see myself out. Um, (laughs) Corey, where can people find you?
0: Uh, You can find the comics that I help publish at don'taskcomics.com. I also... I I tried doing a little bit of writing. I've got some older stuff on my website at captintomerity.com. I have a new story that I'm probably going to put up there pretty soon. I've been hoping to get some feedback from some friends. Uh, probably the wrong time of the year to get that because nobody's responded. My wife liked it. My wife says I'm pretty. I think you're pretty. <laughs> you're gorgeous.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MattTheLifeGuard. Do it for us. Make sure you go uh, subscribe to uh, Rounds and Breakdowns. Write me out. But uh, Nate, thanks again for coming to hang out. It was a lot of fun.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. I always love coming on your podcast. One of my favorite ones to listen to, too.
2: Thanks, man. That means... Except when
3: you, I just I just finally listened to the one with Matt Vincent. <laughs> with Matt Vincent. It took me a couple of times to get through all of it, but that, that was a fucking adventure. So if anybody's just new to this podcast,
2: <laughs> don't go and to that just one.
3: Picking certain little ones to dive back into or whatever, go to the Matt Vincent last Matt Vincent one.
0: Wow. Matt Vincent ones are just such a huge experience, anyways, and and. Thank you for the opportunity to bring him up because he's he's dealing with some health stuff right now and we yes. wanna wish him the best.
2: Yes. And I know he probably won't listen to this, but if he does, Matt, Nate and I are gonna be in New Orleans. So Oh yeah. I'm gonna let him know. He mentioned if I ever made it down there he'd try and come out, but but uh yeah. Let's get super uncomfortable drunk in public
0: that's inevitability
2: yeah it's gonna I'm be feeling a good anything you wind up
0: doing with Matt Vincent is going to make it super uncomfortable for him
2: for him <laughs> yeah, not me I mean I'm fine uh, anyways thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast here and we will talk to you guys next time
1: look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane no it's what is that exactly you know Superman is an extraterrestrial so you may hear us talk about him on the alien invasion podcast Hey, it's Dave Nelson inviting you to join myself, Brad Ludwig, and Anessa Moyens for our weekly discussion about all things not of this earth, whether they be gray or green creatures from fiction, the latest stories from the world of science regarding the real possibility of life out there somewhere, or the claim from somebody saying they're already among us. We'll talk about it. You'll hear three stories from the week's news, a featured sighting, and our entertainment picks or warnings rated on a scale of one to five flying saucers, of course. All of it and more every week on the Alien Invasion podcast, part of the Galactic Netcast Network of Shows. Find us at gncasts.com slash aliens or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Next week in the of TV.
2: Next week, uh, Corey and I are going to keep doing Christmas shit because it's fucking December. We're going to be doing a Christmas horror story, which Corey recently found looks kind of funny, so I agreed to do it i mean it's
0: actually called the christmas horror story it's not just like we're being belligerent and not telling the actual title
2: <laughs> it's a really valid point uh it's up on netflix so you can go ahead and watch it before uh you listen next week and uh, we can all have a really good fucking time so thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast of terror we will talk to you guys next week
0: stay scary everybody
2: Listening to another episode of the podcast here, you can help Galactic Netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon by going to patreoncom netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month.
0: This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s.com.